Apple continues to tinkle with its approach to Apple TV+. It is making the service available to Comcast customers in a novel way, streaming live Friday night baseball games and dealing with the highest churn of its peers. Listen on to find out more. Welcome to this week's edition of Inside the Stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News, and that was Colin Dixon at the beginning there from End Screen Media. Hey, Colin, we took a week off last week, uh, but we're back. We did indeed take a week off, and uh, in that week, I got to finish the after party on Apple TV Plus, which I thought was very well done, very well produced, quite humorous, uh, very enjoyable. And actually, we're going to be talking a little bit about Apple TV Plus uh, in just a, just a bit here, right? We are. And first, we're going to highlight our couple of news stories this week that got our attention. And I think you're going to go first. I am. And we have talked a lot, I think, on the podcast in the past about how NBCU was not doing itself any favors by allowing its first-run content to show up on Hulu. And it turns out that they have decided to finally fix this. They are going to be pulling back at the end uh, of this year. Well, actually, I think for the full season, they're pulling back all of their first-run content from Hulu, and it will now appear in Peacock. So I think they're still going to leave plenty of on-demand content from NBC Universal on Hulu. But if you're going to want to watch the latest episodes of Law and Order SVU and and This Is Us and The Voice and, and all of that and all the new Saturday Night Live, you are going to have to have Peacock. Uh, now, it's not clear if you're going to have to have Peacock Premium, but uh, it, it will be appearing there first. And this is this is a really good move for uh, I think for Peacock, well, there is a huge overlap between the content that's available in Peacock and the content that's also available in Hulu. Uh, and that, you know, that if you've got Hulu, it really does lessen the reasons why you would need to have Peacock at all. So uh, I think this is probably a good move. Yeah, I, w- I agree with you. And uh, I would think that it's only going to be available in Peacock Premium, right? I don't think they're going to make all this great content available in the completely free free version, right? Um, I, I would imagine that that is true, Will, although it wasn't immediately clear that, that that is what they said when they said that they were putting the content back. So, um, I mean, you know, well, one would assume that they're going to put it in the premium tier. So I yeah. guess we'll have to wait and see for sure. But uh, that's definitely, uh, I would think that that was almost certainly the case. Certainly a huge, huge addition for Peacock. Big, big step for them. It is. And they really need it. Well, I think this will give a lot of people a, a solid reason to, to keep Peacock, particularly during the uh, during the current seasons of shows. If they're showing up first here, then that's a, that's a great option, I think, for people that particularly for core cutters that have given up. Uh, traditional TV, they can now get the shows pretty well in, within 24 hours of them, I guess, showing up uh, in the broadcast stream. Yeah, I actually have been using Peacock a little bit to watch Yellowstone, which a lot of people are talking about, very popular show. Yeah, and are you hooked? It's been very popular. Kevin Costas like yeah. killing it, apparently, in that show. Not completely hooked yet, but I'm giving it time because I've gotten a lot of people have recommended it. So, um, 
anyway, and on my radar, Colin, was a big move by Disney announcing that they are going to launch a version of Disney Plus with ad support and at a lower price point. So, you know, we've certainly talked about many times in this podcast why advertising support is so critical to all video services. It widens the universe of people who will subscribe. Uh, It's more profitable than SVOD. And there's a ton of demand out there. And I think all of the from advertisers and I think all of those certainly apply to Disney Plus. And of course, Disney is already deeply into the streaming ad business with Hulu. And if you I think the last uh, financial report that we saw, Hulu's ARPU, even for those that uh, were subscribing, well, including those who are subscribing, of course, was like $13 per subscriber. Um, and that's, uh, you know, well above what the monthly subscription cost is for Hulu. So it shows how profitable being able to include ads is. And I think that's going to be the case for Disney Plus also. Remains to be seen what content will carry the ads, what content will be in the ad supported service. But it seems like a really strong move for them, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it is too well. And as you say, the, the ARPU of, of Hulu. Uh, bearing in mind that most people are signing up for the ad-supported tier there, uh, that the ARPU of Hulu t- really proves that you can completely make it up in the advertising. But, uh, you know, I think there's one other reason why Disney really needs this, and that is while they continue to grow subscribers, I've convinced myself now by doing a pretty detailed analysis, Will, that they're actually not growing users hardly at all. And uh, I did this by just analyzing some of the bundle deals that they've been doing over the last year. So I won't bore our audience with the details. If you want, if you want to get more details, just swing by my website and uh, look at the latest Disney Plus piece in the analysis part. But the bottom line is it was reinforced for me by some audience project data, which showed basically the number of users of Disney Plus hadn't changed between 2020 and 2021. So there's, I don't know how many it was. I think it was like 7 million people that they said they added last year. Apparently didn't add a lot of users. So I think an ad tier will help. I think it will get people in who are sitting on the fence, not willing to add another service at $8. Uh, If they drop it to four, I think they'll see a lot of people come in and start watching that content. Because it's, as I say, it's users they need now, uh, in the, particularly in the North American market. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if I saw the timing on when the Disney Plus with ad support was going to launch. Did you? I think they said later this year, Will. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that one. So those are two news items that we noticed, uh, big news items, obviously, that were out there this week. But we want to get to our main story this week, which you are going to um, lead on which is, uh, well, I won't steal your thunder. You go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's been lots of of gossip news about Apple TV Plus this week. And so I'm going to sort of go one by one with this. The first one that really caught my attention, Will, was there's a a deal now that Apple TV Plus is going to be available on Comcast Xfinity and Xfinity Flex Box, the Xfinity Flex Box. 
so this was announced uh, last week. And the interesting thing is that they've used this uh, a new technology platform that Comcast has come up with, which it allows which allows it to quickly release. Uh, new SVOD apps on all of its platforms. And when I say all, I mean all, because this uh, Apple TV Plus app is going to be available on Xfinity X1, Xfinity Flex, and X-Class TVs. So those people that have purchased a Comcast-powered television, and I know that there's a couple of those available from Hisense, for example, you can get a couple of Hisense with X-Class TV on it, you'll immediately be able to get the Apple TV Plus app. And it is already, by the way, available on Comcast's Sky system in the UK through through Sky's um, Q platform, which is its pay TV platform, and through Sky Glass TVs, which is uh, the TV that Sky is making available to its customers uh, in, in a subscription model broadly like you would with a cell phone. Uh, with a cell phone provider or rather a wireless provider when you buy a cell phone. So this is a pretty interesting. But but what really caught my eye about the deal, Will, was I think this is the first time that Apple TV Plus has ever been made available without the Apple TV app. Uh, so why does this matter? Well, uh, if you look at pretty much every other um, instance of... Um, Apple TV Plus. You need to have the Apple TV app to access it. And the Apple TV app is an aggregation portal that Apple provides to allow people to subscribe to other subscription services. And one of the services that you can subscribe to is Apple TV Plus through this. So I check basically all the platforms that it's available on and every other platform requires you to have the Apple TV app in order to access Apple TV Plus, but not Comcast. So this is pretty significant, I think, because as I say, it's an aggregation platform. And I think maybe this is a a tacit acknowledgement by our friends at Apple that really the aggregation part isn't getting any traction outside of the the people who are bound into the Apple ecosystem. Uh, so I, I, you know, maybe I'm leaping to conclusions there, but certainly this is the first time I've seen the Apple TV Plus app available without the Apple TV app. And uh, boy, Apple, I wish you would name your products a bit yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think more you clearly because it's it's kind right. of tough to follow, right? Maybe we should call it the Apple TV Plus content versus the Apple TV Plus app. Uh, yeah, and yeah, that's a bit clearer. And I guess what I'm wondering, Colin, is what do you think all this means for the user experience? So, again, let's say you're an X1 subscriber and now you um, subscribe to the Apple TV Plus content. You're not going to be using the Apple TV Plus app any longer. How do you think you're going to access that content? You're going to have to search for it by name or is it going to pop up under some you know, Apple TV Plus branded content in the you know, overall X1 or Flex UI? I'm, I'm guessing that that's exactly the way it will look, Will. There will yeah. be an app in the Xfinity Flex and Xfinity X1 yeah. and X-Class TVs. There'll be an app there just like there's a Netflix app yeah. and just like there's a, an Amazon Prime video app. And all you have to do is click on that app, subscribe, and then you can do everything that you can do with the others. So you'll be able to use voice search and text search within the interface to find stuff. 
Um, so the the interesting thing here is that um, you won't, if you are an Apple TV user and you've subscribed to services inside of Apple TV, you won't be able to get to those services through um, Xfinity Flex or Xfinity X1. Um, but if you are a Amazon Prime Video user and you've subscribed to services through that, you can get to those services through Comcast's uh, Xfinity X1. Um, the app there does include access to, say you subscribe to Showtime through um, Prime Video. You will be able to get to Showtime through Prime Video on Xfinity X1. Uh, but you won't be able to do that if you signed up through Apple TV. So uh, maybe not a big deal, but uh, I think it definitely shows that Apple maybe has has decided, well, there's not a lot of value to the Apple TV app outside of the Apple TV ecosystem. Actually, do we even know that for sure, that you wouldn't be able to access the Showtime content through the Apple TV, through this new Apple TV Plus app? Maybe... Um, I, so, I do I know this 100% sure? Yeah. No, I don't. But looking at the app itself, it's really focused on the Apple Originals. Yeah. Um, there's, the, there's a promo picture that shows, and it's only showing Apple TV Originals, Apple TV Plus Originals, and, it, and nowhere in the press releases about this does it talk at all right. about being a, a, able to access the other Apple TV content. Uh, and by the way, they're being very aggressive with this uh, in promoting it to um, to the subscribers to or, or to the users of these products because they're getting basically free access to some of the content. Let's see, they're, 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 they're going to start free access to that content on March, between March 15th and March 21st. Your Xfinity customers will get a preview and they'll be able to watch like the first season of some some of the some of the best content and they'll also be able to watch an Apple original film called Greyhound with Tom Hanks yeah, which actually movie. I really enjoyed I thought it was a really tremendous movie so uh, there's a good way of previewing it if you're a Comcast customer Comcast video customer between the 15th and the 21st and then you'll be able to, to subscribe after that absolutely so that's pretty interesting breaking some new ground and that wasn't all from apple tv app from apple right it wasn't all and i i'm i wonder if our maybe our audience has already heard that apple was allegedly bidding on major league baseball well it's now clear what they were bidding on they were bidding on getting friday night games from major league baseball and apparently that deal is worth 85 million annually annually over seven years, according to Forbes. Uh, and that will allow you now to stream, to, I think, two Friday night baseball games. Uh, that's about 50 games in the U.S. and in eight countries overseas via the Apple by Apple TV Plus. So it's actually inside of Apple TV Plus. Now, I assume that that means that the Comcast customers will also be able to watch these games. Um, but this is, this is the first time Apple has done a deal for live, uh, live sports or live anything, as far as I know, Will, inside of yeah. Apple TV Plus. Yeah. But more interesting for both of us is the big question now about ads, right? With 
premium sports, you would expect there to be ads. I mean, the, the sports are structured now so that there's plenty of room for those ads. TV, of course, broadcasts a bunch of ads when they're, when they're broadcasting baseball games. So the question is, does this mean Apple is going to start doing ads? What do you think? Do you think they're going to actually jump in finally? I would think not. My, my, my hunch is that the games will just carry the ads that are sold by other providers. In other words, Apple will have some side deal with you know, ESPN or whoever else um, that's already selling ads in the MLB broadcasts, and they'll just carry those ads. I would not expect Apple to be uh, gearing up a sale, an ad sales force um, you know, solely to sell ads in MLB. Plus, Apple has really sworn off the ad model in video in the past. And so I'd be, I don't know, I don't, I don't see a Colin, do you? I'm not sure, but I, I think that there's a good chance that they're not taking a feed from ESPN or anybody else, that this is a direct feed from Major League Baseball. So maybe they're going to give us something that we've never had before. They're going to give us the naked game, no ads. It's just the game with commentators and, and all the rest. And we'll have an experience of baseball like we were in the we were actually in the stadium, un, unsullied by the advertising. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, that's a lot of time to fill, isn't it? If no, it, it is. There's a lot it of down, a lot of downtime in baseball, as we know. Yeah, what are they going to do during the seventh inning stretch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, this is I think this is actually an important deal for Apple TV, Apple yeah. TV Plus. And the reason it is is there was another report that came out. I'm not sure that the, I'm not entirely sure that this is brand new data this week, but there was another report about how much churn there is for Apple TV Plus. They're basically record, reporting that uh, churn is at about 10% and peaked at 16% middle of last year. Uh, whereas uh, friends at Netflix churn is way down in the three three to four percent range, so potentially Apple TV Plus is seeing churn, you know, three to five times that of Netflix, and uh, this kind this kind of makes sense to me, Will, right? Because there's while the content inside of Apple TV Plus I think is very high quality, it's very thin. It, particularly if you're looking down a particular genre. So if you um, if you were looking at crime dramas, for example, there's very few, once, if you watch one, there's very few of anything else. So like I mentioned, I've just finished watching The After Party, which I really enjoyed. There's really nothing else like that available on Apple TV Plus for me to sort of turn to and start watching. Uh, no library stuff at all. So it totally makes sense to me that this, the churn here is very high because whilst they did dribble out the after party uh, one episode a week, I think they released two to start and then there was, then there was one episode a week thereafter for the 10, 10, 10 um, episode season. Um, once you get to the end of it and you look around and there's nothing else, well, just, you know, you just cancel it again, knowing that Apple's going to email you when they've got more content, either a new season of what you've just watched or more content in, in, in that area. They'll keep you apprised of what's going on. So it doesn't surprise me at all that the churn is so high. And I think if they're really out there doing live deals now and they get more stuff like Friday Night Baseball, there's these are more reasons to come into that app and it could signal a shift in strategy by Apple 
which um, which actually sees them starting to program Apple TV Plus much more aggressively and make it valuable on a on a, on a much longer term basis. So um, I guess you know, of course, this is complete speculation. They've not really made any firm statements about dramatically increasing spending on content. Uh, and you know, in the bigger scheme of things, eighty-five million for seven years of Friday night baseball is not a huge deal for Apple. Uh, but uh, you know, maybe if they start doing a bunch of these deals, uh, they will start to fill out the content and make it um, a, a must-have service uh, on a permanent basis, and they'll get those churn numbers down. I think it's a good point, Colin. Having more regular programming that uh, subscribers want to tune into um, seems like a really critical thing for Apple TV Plus. And so I don't know if a double header on Friday Night Baseball necessarily moves the needle that greatly, but um, it seems like it could be part of an overall strategy, as you're pointing out, that could make a lot of sense for them. Now, of course, that's assuming there is a baseball season to be had as well. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, so just that's a big assumption. Just that small yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, it is a it is a big assumption. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I, t- I tell you, um, one company that I think has been extremely smart with their strategy um, with sports is, of course, uh, Amazon. Amazon has bought. I, I consider them almost odd lots sometimes of content, and they're really doing it to drive subscribers to Prime Video. They can afford to do this at a loss because they know that they're going to make it up with shoppers um, who spend money in the store in the Prime program. Um, and so they've done this in the UK, for example, with with Premier League. They've also Premier League Soccer, I should say, um, where they picked up two really, as I say, two odd lots of games, one of them falling, I think, in the first week of December, um, which is a very smart move if you want to get people spend Christmas spending uh, taking place in the Apple Apple um, in the Amazon store. Um, but I think if that's if if Apple is taking a leaf out of Amazon's game. That they are incomplete. They need to add something that I think Apple, uh, Amazon has added, which is, of course, IMDb TV. There's plenty of free content now to watch inside a Prime Video for free, ad supported, and they do that through IMDb TV. Uh, so that I think is a missing component, but brings you solidly back to this big problem for Apple, which is the ads. Uh, that they, you know, they really seem unwilling to go in that direction. But if there is one thing that is almost guaranteed to get people to come into your app and use it, it's plenty of good quality, free content. And the way we usually support that is with ads. So uh, you know, if they are copying Amazon, they're only copying half the strategy that Amazon is employing to get people into Prime Video. So, uh, you know, that's that's a challenge, I think, for will continue to be a challenge for Apple TV Plus. Yeah, and Amazon, of course, has become a huge player in the ad business and uh, has lots of reasons to pursue it even further. So you're right. It is only kind of a half half of an Amazon strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. uh, but anyway, it should help. I think um, all of these moves, I think, will actually be very helpful to Apple, I think getting it on the Xfinity 
ecosystem, getting it in their ecosystem will definitely help. There's a lot of people who are still fairly committed to pay television, will appreciate the integration inside of the X1 devices and making it easy to find. Um, you're probably reaching an older demographic that isn't streaming nearly as much. Um, it's Apple TV Plus is fairly cheap as streaming services go. And uh, I think that will be well appreciated. I think the Friday Night Baseball, that will move the needle. We'll get a certain group of people that hasn't perhaps, haven't perhaps looked at Apple TV Plus before. That will get them interested. And I think they need to continue to go in that direction if they're ever going to get those churn numbers down. Well, Con, we will keep a close eye. Lots of Apple stuff to digest from this week. And no doubt, plenty more coming from the company at some point soon. I'm sure I'm sure there was. I, I tell you, well, I was bitterly disappointed that there wasn't something, something interesting about Apple TV or Apple TV, the, the, the device in the company's big conf lab when they announced new cell phones this week. Yeah. Uh, but there was nothing, nothing that I could find anyway. <laughs> nothing there. OK, well, Colin, I think we're about out of time. So good chatting. We covered a lot of ground this week. Very good. It was good talking with you as always, Will. And thanks, everyone, for listening in on this week's edition of Inside the Stream. And we will see you again next week. Inside the Stream is a production of InScreen Media and Video News. All rights reserved.